Ephesians chapter 4. Last time we were looking at the saints' conversion under new life. A new life, I think that's all that's in the bulletin that I gave there, Elise. A A new life, the sinner's condition, intellectually darkened and his inclinations are depraved. The saints' conversion, the change in verse 20 and the challenge in verse 21. Now we get to Um, from a new life to a new look a new look in verse 22 to 24 where we read of in Ephesians 4 that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness and so the new look let's pray thank you Lord for all that have been able to make it, willing to come and uh, fellowship, pray and seek your face. And bless the word as it's given in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and uh, two words that are used here, or two little phrases that are used here and in the book of Colossians, and we'll look at them tonight, put off, put on. And we see in verse 22 what we must put off. First of all, the old disposition, anastrophia, anastrophia, um, <clears throat> like catastrophe, <laughs> anastrophe, the, conver- the conversation, the word conversation is that, used 13 times in the New Testament and it means manner of life and Paul does say what we ought to do with the former manner of life, he says put it off put it off it's by a deliberate choice that we determined to put this off put the old disposition replace it by the new disposition by new life in christ in just to back in in galatians chapter 5 the old man it reads there the works of the in verse 19 of chapter 5 the works of the flesh are manifest which is these adultery fornication uncleanliness lasciviousness idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings and the like. (laughs) These are the things that are to be put off. Put off the old disposition, the old manner of conversation, the old manner of life. Now the Holy Spirit, when he comes to dwell in us, gives us a new nature. We have a new disposition. Um, <clears throat> think of the Lord Jesus Christ he was never unkind and never selfish he never lost his temper he angered and sinned not in the temple he threw over the money changes he never had to apologise for doing or saying something wrong that'd be good wouldn't it <laughs> he never was rude and impatient He never flaunted his authority, and he could have. He never bribed or paid for favours to get position. Never butted up to somebody, we might say, in these days. He never used blasphemy. He never thought a wrong thought. He never wasted his time on himself, but spent it serving others. He was never selfish in his ministry. You see, he had... He, he was like we should be all the time. 
he was. He was never dishonoured. He was loving, kind, thoughtful, patient, truthful, pure, peaceful, honest, good and virtuous. And many, many other things that could describe our Lord as you read through the scripture. He had no flaw in his character at all. But as for us, because we are born old creatures, enemies of God, we have that old disposition. We don't lose it when we get saved. One word we used last time, we were considering this in the last few verses about our conversion. There's a word that starts with R. Can you remember what we need to do? We need to... R-E-C... Reckon. Re- no, reckon. <laughs> reckon ourselves dead. <laughs> remember that word? We usually explain that a bit. <clears throat> I had one person, new Christian, I think... And then many years ago, say, well, that's my personality and I'm not changing. That's my disposition. So that's what I was born with. That's what I'm staying with. And I remember very clearly and I thought, wait a minute, we change when we become Christians, don't we? Uh, Remember James and John? They're called the son of Zebedee's children in Matthew 20, 20 that we looked at on, on Sunday night. And they're also called the sons of thunder. James was killed by Herod early in the church. John lived the the oldest of the apostles. And then remember how John changed in his disposition. He was a son of thunder. Now he could still thunder out some good messages. His last one was revelation. Well, the Holy Spirit gave him that. But what was his message in John's gospel in 1, 2 and 3 John? What was really the message around? Love of God. <laughs> Love one another. And so you see he had change. But he still had that ability to fire up against sin <laughs> and preach the truth. Praise God that he still had that. And, we, and that wasn't bad. It was the, the old I want my way uh, and send mum to do it that had to go, that we find in the book of um, Matthew where mum come there in chapter 20. So we need to take off the old grave clothes and put on a new suit, so to speak, clothed with fine linen, clean and white, which is the righteousness of saints. And uh, come across this one, and the writer put this in his commentary as a dry cleaner's slogan. It said, If your clothes aren't becoming to you, they should be coming to us. So I thought, that's a pretty good one. I should go and um, sell that one to a few dry cleaners around here a bit. If your clothes aren't becoming to you, and you know there's some things that are becoming to a Christian, and some things that aren't becoming to a Christian, some things we should do and some, some things we shouldn't do, some things are the old man and the good things are the new man. What is becoming of a Christian? We should know what's becoming of a Christian. Un- Non-Christians know what's becoming of a Christian. They can name things that the Christians shouldn't be doing and should be doing. Uh, <clears throat> now, when you think of it through, it probably doesn't apply, apply scripturally. That is, your clothes aren't becoming to you. They should be coming to us. We don't go to the dry cleaners to get our old suit cleaned up. What sort of Christianity is that? That's self-reformation. We don't want that, we don't need that, and that's religion, that's man's religion. But 
we need a new suit, don't we? Completely new one. And that's what the Lord's promised to give us. Over in Zechariah, we won't turn there, but Zechariah 3, verse 3 and 4, it's um, put, put away Joshua's filthy garments and give him a new set. <laughs> and um, Romans 10 speaks about the, the old one dressed up, self-reformation. And uh, verses 3 and 4, it's not what we need to do. Spiritual dry cleaning doesn't remove the deep stains that sin has left. It doesn't remove them from our character and our life. We need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. What does it say in the book of Isaiah? He hath clothed me with a garment of salvation. And uh, pure and white as Revelation chapter 3. Oh, right close to that, Revelation chapter 3. And verse 18. <clears throat> Speaking to the later seeing church, he said, I counsel to thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. And that's through the blood of Christ. The shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with ice life that thou mayest see. Washed in the blood of the Lamb, Revelation 7, 14 and verse 1, chapter 1, verse 5 as well. <clears throat> so the old disposition needs to be put off and the new one put on the old desires if we go back to Ephesians and chapter 4 verse 22 that you put off concerning the former conversation the old disposition the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust the old desires the last part of verse 22 <clears throat> the old man we sung about the old man <laughs> In a lot, well, the man growing old, put it that way, not the old. The old man here is this old nature. The man we used to be, the woman we used to be. Is there a difference? Is there a change? Has something happened? Has something transpired in our life? Let's go to First Peter and just move around a few verses here. In First Peter chapter 2 and verse 11, the first one we look at in Peter. It tells us, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. The old desires, the fleshly lust, the unsaved way of living. Chapter 1 of First Peter and verse 14, where we read, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. In other words, when you're not a Christian and you're just living in the old man, the former lust in your ignorance, that's not the way we live. Not fashioning yourselves that way anymore. But as he who hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's that word again in, that we find in Ephesians 4.22. Um, <clears throat> if you go to chapter 4 and verses 1 to 4 of 1 Peter. I think Peter was on onto something here. It's three or four times it's been mentioned here. The old... What we used to be, we're not going to be anymore. For as much then, chapter 4, verse 1, as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. There's a difference, there's a change. We're living for a different reason, for the will of God. For the time past... 
of our life may suffice us, suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, the will of unsaved people. That's what we once did when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, in which they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of right, speaking evil of you. That's what we used to be. And unsafe people are still doing it. Look at us and say, what's wrong with them? Why aren't they still doing it? And they criticise. And they knock the Christian. They think it's strange. Why aren't you living it up? Why aren't you living with us? Why don't you go party with us? Is what they're saying there. Over in James chapter 4 and verse 4. Back in James 4 and verse 4, we read the same. This This is a constant thing in the New Testament, a constant reminder for Christians. Whatever you read is telling us there is a difference. Put off the old man. Chapter 4, verse 4, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. You're either God's friend or his enemy in your behaviour. Yeah, it'll, it'll be detected by your behaviour. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. How are we faring? <laughs> what does our life look like? How are we putting off the old man, the old ways, the old friendships, the old habits? Ah, old habits, what does it say? Die hard. And sometimes they've got to be taken to the execution block and die hard. <laughs> Executed the old habits, reckoning oneself dead indeed unto sin. Back there in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. And verse 3, just over the page from where we are, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, or let it not be once named among you as become a saint. Now you've changed, now you're a new creature. Don't indulge in them things. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks for this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So I think it pretty clearly spells it out. The old man that we used to be, the incorrigible old nature, God wants us to put him to death. And uh, the way to do that, read the book of Romans chapter 6, <laughs> verse 6 and following around that. Yield not. Yield not. Don't do it. Forbid the flesh to have the upper hand. And when I would do good, when I would do good, when I would put off the old man and put on the new man, what happens? Evil is present with me. It's used twice in the book of, well, more than twice probably, but in Romans 7.15 and verse 17 and maybe in verse 20 there, when I would do good, the battle starts. Evil is present with me. I want to do what's right. The Lord knows our motive, but he wants us to carry it through, to, to, to do right. Can I use you as an example, Jeff? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rung me up a little bit earlier. That's why I sort of picked on him earlier and said, I can't come. I've got too many people at home. And then he walked in the door. So he's probably put off. No, he put him out. Didn't put off.
Okay, so so he's here, <laughs> and he made the choice. <laughs> he made the choice. That's a bit. Um, that, can I go further? Okay. <laughs> if the pastor was home and he had people visiting and it was prayer meeting or any service, what has he got to do? He got to go, he's got to go. That's it. He got to go <laughs> and just come along. Um, come along. That's that's it. I, I, we've never stayed home because we had someone someone visiting in forty years. <laughs> They get the point. After the first time, they'll get the point. If they didn't get it the first, they get it the second time. <laughs> We're moving on. And so, yeah, I thought I'd use you. It's okay. <clears throat> we'll pray for Jeff as he goes to the doctors in Melbourne soon. We'll get that to prayer in prayer time. So Paul just described it <clears throat> as being corrupt. That is the old man according to the deceitful lust. The old man has deceitful desires that produce corruption. It's like <clears throat> rot in otherwise a good apple. It's like rot in a good log. <laughs> and many a time when I was younger, we would fall trees to pull them up and take them to the mill. If we're doing a house site, there might have been 10 good logs, a truckload on a, on a house block. You'd take them up, but... There's a certain tree, it was a, we called them silver tops. They looked like a, a yellow box a bit. But nice, clean, straight, tall, great big trunk. And I think a good, good, get a bit for this one. And you're cutting through it and then a bit of brownie stuff comes out of the middle of it. And inevitably they had white ants in them and a great big hollow up the middle. And this old man is like right in the middle of what seems to be a good log for timber for a house. Um, we need to get rid of it. it. It infests us from the inside out. You know, it's not the Christian life is. We, we can put on the outward, can't we? But it it has to be a change on the inside of that putting off the old corpse. There's nothing attractive about a decaying carcass. It fills us with horror and disgust. Its corruption is most offensive. Nobody would want to share a life with an old corpse, but we tend. We do do that as Christians. <laughs> and we, we have a fatal attraction, as it were, to this world that gets us into trouble many times. So there's the old disposition needs to go, verse 22, the first part. The old desires need to go, verse 22, in the last part of that verse. And then the old direction, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. <laughs> many of our problems have to do with what? The way we think. The way we think. <laughs> and we said it last week. Be careful, little mind, what you think. <laughs> Be careful, hands, what you do, but little mind makes everything else work. And the human mind is a wonderful thing, isn't it? We are created in his image. We can imagine, we can do art, we can think, we can reason, we can use logic, and we can explore the universe. We can, it's just, you know, what the what man has come up with, unsaved men, a lot of them, have come up with their inventions is truly marvellous. But it's still, we're still lost if we're not saved. Mm -hmm. I, and I, 
It'll be interesting to see in the millennium when man hasn't got the devil around, he's still got the old man, but in God, and the Lord Jesus is reigning with a lot of things removed, what man will discover and develop, the inventions that will come up. I mean, we're in a day now where they're just coming out all the time. And um, <clears throat> it's interesting. But the old direction, the way we used to think, Satan attacks the mind, doesn't he? He wants us to think the wrong things. And uh, he, he brews it. It's like a, a, a bottle brewed and it's fermented and it's going to pop. Remember doing the old um, ginger beer in the bottle thing? And, and, you, and you brew it on the mantelpiece and you feed it sugar and feed it sugar. You put it in bottles and, and you put the bottles onto the house and you put corks in the bottle but not screws on the bottles. Otherwise, kaboom, <laughs> in the middle of the night or something, they, they erupt. I think there's a new one around these days. What's the new one that's all a go today? Kabulch, kabulch, kabulch or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a new one. <clears throat> but um, I heard someone the other day explaining a kaboom. And, it, you know, this, this thing festers and it goes off. We need to get rid of the old thing, the old thinking the way we used to. We are attracted in the old nature by sin. It's blind to sin. We need illumination from the Lord in our hearts, in our minds. You know, <clears throat> when you look, talk to or around little children for a while, you don't have to teach them to laugh at rude things. They just do it. It's the old man, the old nature there. That you do have to teach them to appreciate godly and good things. A new direction. The, re the regeneration that happens by the renewing of the Holy Spirit puts that new nature in there and we're to change our thinking. And Romans 12 verse 2 tells us exactly the same thing. The Holy Spirit gives a new direction to the thought life of a Christian. His carnal mind wants him to continue in the old direction but the things we must do to stop us thinking that way. So if you dwell on something or think about something, it's bound it to take over what we're thinking. There are some books that we shouldn't read. Okay? There are some shows that we shouldn't watch because it stirs the old rot inside up. It stirs the old man up. There are some conversations that we ought not to have. There's some stories that we shouldn't tell. Some jokes we shouldn't put out there. Christians put these things off, and you could probably go through a whole list of things that we need to put off, that we then might do what verse 24 tells us to do, put on, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let's close by reading Colossians chapter 3. Parallel passage to what we're looking at there in Ephesians. Colossians 3 and verse 5. <clears throat> mortify, therefore, your members, or make dead, mortify. You've been mortified when you're still alive <laughs> in, a, in a thought sense or a word sense, been mortified. You feel like you could just slip through the floorboards and disappear. 
Therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. That's what God thinks of these things. That's the punishment for them. In which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. You, you, that, used to, that is a used-to-be thing. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, Blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Have you ever got angry and did something that hurt you? Said, punch the door, or kick the cat, or you know. <laughs> it just, yeah, and you, and you, then you get all, all the more upset and you start thinking, wait a minute, cool down, <laughs> take time to cool off before you say another thing. These, all these things could be dealt with that way. Lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man that have renewed in the knowledge after him that created him. Who created him, the new man? The Lord Jesus, the Spirit of God, created the new man within us where there is neither Greek nor Jew nor circumcision, uncircumcision. Down verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, Bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, completely opposite to what the other list is. Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave him, so also do ye. Above all things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfectness. And so there's the put off and put on of the, of the scripture here. Put off the old disposition, the old desires and the old direction and put on these things that have just been listed there in Colossians and in Ephesians. Some thoughts to do. <laughs> That's the victory in the Christian life and a lot of it has to do with the way we think. Think differently as a Christian. Let the spirit take control through the scriptures.